The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Once Irish employees see a four-day week as their right, a three-day week will be their next demand. That's according to uh, my next guest, Cormac Lucy, who is economics commentator with the Sunday Times Ireland. I'm joined as well by Dr Orla Kelly, Assistant Professor of Social Policy at UCD, who is a proponent of the four-day week. Cormac, let me kick off with you. It is a, a ball of smoke. It'll never work. Well, it's not a ball of smoke and it won't, uh, you know, it's not guaranteed to fail. The point I'm making is, you know, the the three-day week, I was throwing that out just as a rhetorical device to to make the point, where does this start, where does this end? Uh, For me, in, in the private sector, if private sector employers and employees make arrangements to reduce somebody's working week and if they're able to get the full work uh, done in four days, good for them and that's up to them to to manage. Why then do we need a generalised discussion on the four-day week? I think it's really centred on the public sector and I think the fundamental problem with extending a four-day week to the public sector is that its productivity is very, very hard to measure. Whether the state, whether the taxpayer as the employer will get value in terms of improved output if people reduce uh, their, their working week, that is going to be very, very difficult to quantify. And is there not and precedent can, for measuring public sector output? I mean, some of the deals around things like the Good Friday, or not the Good Friday, Haddington Road, as case in point, were based on productivity increases for certain um, additional deals in terms of cash. So there has to be some way of measuring productivity, no? There are certain grades where, where that's possible and where what is produced is readily quantifiable. There are other grades where it's much more nebulous. So how do you quantify the productivity of the the senior civil servant, the secretary general of a government department? Uh, That is very, very difficult to quantify. And a lot of people's jobs, if you're a research scientist, the the, the quality of your work may not emerge for for many years to come. So the, the, the fundamental problem we have with changing the length of the working week isn't the principle. It's measuring whether a fair deal is being given to both sides, and in particular in the public sector, whether the taxpayer is getting a fair deal uh, in in reducing people's working weeks. Well, let me get uh, Dr Orla Kelly's reaction to that. Orla Kelly, you've uh, looked at the possibility of shortened working weeks. What do you do about the the challenging issue of measuring productivity? Yeah, hi, Anton uh, Cormac. Yeah, so um, I'm involved in the four-day week global trials. Um, I was the lead investigator in Ireland, and I'm part of the global research team um, and we've actually been looking at the impact of reduced work time across a range of um, organizations and sectors Um, so we have data on um, 3,500 workers now and I would say that a lot of the um, issues around kind of measurement of productivity that uh, Cormac raises with the public sector we also have similar jobs in the private sector so these trials that I'm involved in they're organizations who are interested in in trialing a reduced work time be it a four-day week or something else um and you know nine out of ten of those companies have stayed on and they've done that on the basis of metrics that we and they have correct, uh, collected on the basis of employee outcomes but also organizational productivity and, and other kinds of outcomes you know research scientists work in the public sector as well as the private sector um and i mean i guess this 180 100 model is is more about 
organizations deciding what their um, goals are and, and meeting 100% of those goals rather than, you know, our output over hours worked, which we know, you know, doesn't work for every sector. And can you just explain the, 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 the stupid question in this? It strikes me that if, if people are working five days a week and you cut that down by whatever, 20% of their total output, how do they keep productivity the same unless they mm. were doing nothing for a large part of their time? Um, well, it's a work reorganization has been a large part of what we've seen the organizations do. So um, not every organization, not, I mean, Cormac made the point there that, um, you know, certain um, organizations and workers aren't productive all the time. I think that's true for every sector. Um, so it's a kind of about streamlining processes. Um, in these private sector trials, the organizations have like a two-month onboarding process with the organization, four-day week global, where they really evaluate work and uh, work processes and all those kinds of things to kind of see where things can be streamlined um, and where efficiencies can be gained. Well, what of that, Cormac? If you look at the totality of, let's say you take a big department like Revenue or you take the Department of Health and you say, right, well, here's the output that we expect of the various different sections and then we can check if, having instituted a four-day week, they continue to output to that degree. I think that's all very fine in theory. And uh, in the private sector, I've, I've no difficulty with it at all. My, my concern is that our public sector is uh, grotesquely undermanaged and the, the the proportion of employees that are dismissed is tiny by comparison to the private sector. So I think there's a there's a big accountability deficit in the public sector. Uh, public sector workers, on average, earn twenty percent more than their private sector counterparts here in Ireland. In the UK, the, the figure is five percent, uh, and that's before their pensions are taken into account. So my concern is that we have a weak. Uh, public sector employer in, in the form of the government uh, and, uh, and, and and I as a taxpayer I'm going to get a poor bargain if there's a generalised move towards a four day work, uh, working week in the public sector. Well there's a text saying could this same argument not have been made when the unions fought to get a five day working week several decades ago? That didn't result in a four day working week the way you're suggesting that this might lead to a three. So why should several decades later uh, a four day week result in a three day working week? It's worth pointing out that a lot has changed in most recent decades including the requirement of two incomes to run a household. Well, if you look at the, the, the CSO data on the uh, average hours worked, that has been falling steadily uh, over the more than half a century that they've been tracking that data. So th- th- there, there's absolute logic in people working more efficiently and working less. There's absolutely absolute logic in people making arrangements with, with their employers that suit them and suit their empl- uh, suit, suit, suit their employers to allow for flexible working, to allow them to cater for other aspects of, of their lives. Where I just have a, have a difficulty is the, the push for a four-day week as a generalized matter. Uh, if, if in areas where the productivity improvement element will be hard to measure and where there may not be an insistence on that even after the four-day week has been conceded. And that, that you know, I'm, I, my great fear, Anton, is just that the, the, the state does not get great value across the board from its public servants and is, an, is a weak employer in a way that private sector employers aren't uh, because they have to make a profit. Now, are you to, measuring that exclusively through dismissal? That, that's an index. 
That's one index. That's a fairly the brutal index, is, isn't the pay it? The gap is another index. Well, Anton, if, if you employ people, uh, th- then you've got to consider that. But but you, I, but you can put a counter-argument where you could say, well, if you take the private sector, you are more likely to have small employers who may not have the HR standards and procedures that are the norms within the civil service, and that's what causes flare-ups to lead to dismissals in the way that they don't in the public sector. Can you absolutely say... Do you have any friends, they, do you have any friends who work in the public sector, Anton? Do you ever hear them talk about some of their colleagues? A very limited friends Anthony, anywhere, let's be clear, Cormac. Here on the, the public sector yes, files, um, I would just like to say that, um, you know, research-wise, which is where this kind of needs to be, to go to properly understand this, we see trials have been rolled out over a period of years in the Icelandic sector, um, in the Icelandic government. They've been rolled out in various parts of the Swedish public sector. Um, and there is like a lot of data and many of the issues that um, Cormac raises there in terms of, of uh, first of all, I would say that the issue of accountability and issues with staff and work are not um, isolated to the pu- private public sector, but rather are, can be universally, are universally um, experienced. But, you know, there is, there is precedence for this in other countries. And while um, there might be issues within both the public and private sector in terms of um, many outcomes. Uh, this is something that's being trialled across pri- uh, private organisations, um, public-private partnerships in, in many sectors. And as the largest kind of employer, public sectors are, you know, rightfully shouldn't be left out of the conversation because of concerns of, um, you know, oversight. I'll give the final word to you, Cormac, if you want to respond to that. I, I just think my, my general concern uh, rests that there's going to be a generalised move towards this that at a local level will fail to uh, harvest the productivity gains that are promised uh, and that the taxpayer will end up uh, short yet again. Cormac Lucy, economics commentator with the Sunday Times Ireland. Thank you and thank you as well to Dr. Orla Kelly, Assistant Professor of Social Policy at UCD and of course a proponent of the four-day week uh, herself. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.